0: This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host Reggie, aka Chief Financial Coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax, we are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Joe Swift TFC. We work with
1: Chow Tai Folk, which is like a jewelry brand. Wait, Tai folk sell jewelry through your vending yes. machine? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like understand the buying behavior, but then usually the case is like there are couples passed by the vending machine. <laughs> oh god. And you might you might know the rest <laughs> of the story, right? <laughs> the lady she saw the product and say okay this seems kills (laughs) yeah the lady could i would say convince (laughs) the guy i think
0: we're all vibing here Welcome to Chills with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quickiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Yorji Financial Coconut, and today we are collaborating with FLA, franchising and licensing association. We went down to FLA Asia Expo to talk to some of the people there, you know, check out the booths, see what's around a lot of interesting opportunities but in today's episode we're just focusing on one thing using very little capital to go about attaining passive income so i'm very excited to be spending time with henley from cloud retail a vending machine company and peter from the gym paul yes the gym that you see at the parks at the reservoir so yeah let's see which one is better and you can comment in the comment section below to let us know which one interests you a little more this is chill swift tfc Okay, today we are back again at FLA Expo, you know, once again, another franchising licensing fair experience together here with the guys, right? So today we want to focus a little bit on like the fully passive, very automated type of business together with you guys, right? So maybe you want to introduce yourself, you know, what do you do? What is your business about and all that stuff?
1: I'm Henley. Um, I'm from Cloud Retail. So uh, what we do is uh, we help busy people build passive income, plug-and-play vending machines. Mm. Machine is a little bit different from the ones you see uh, on the street because uh, we primarily focus more on the higher value products such as like jewelry, like cosmetic products and all that. So we help people build passive income through like connecting people like who can afford the machines and brands who want to use the machine. So our clients usually say they work with us because of the low entry barrier, because of like low time commitment, low capital costs and all that. So okay. yeah, that's basically a bit introduction. i talk about it later. Of, more. Course, of yeah. course, of
0: course. So for clarity's sake, your team not just get the vending machines out there through people like us, you know, yeah. where we put in the capital, you also find the uh, products within the vending machine.
1: Um, We find
2: brands who want to use the vending machine. Okay, so, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that. Okay, yeah.
0: give, you, give it a little bit of time. What about
1: you?
2: Perfect. So my name is Peter. I'm with the GymPod. Everyone
0: knows the GymPod. It's everywhere. <laughs> I see it yeah. everywhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we've got 55 pods in Singapore. We've got a couple in the united states as well basically the premise is setting up fully private automated gyms that consumers can book pay and access with their smartphone and so from a franchising perspective we're also a 24 7 business people actually refer to us as a vending machine gym sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty funny from uh, an investment standpoint obviously that allows you to get passive revenue and also from like franchising our franchise fees and overall investment are much lower than a lot of other fitness franchises on the market.
0: Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll go into that. We'll go Absolutely. into that. Okay, so maybe you can start. Share with us a little bit like more detail about your business. How does it work?
1: Basically, people like, let's say for you, you can uh, buy a machine, then you can with us, with our network, you can use our technologies to help you like, let's say generate income through different ways. So these days, vending machines used to be just for sales of products, yeah. right? You get breakfast out there, you get soda, you get like tea and from that. So, for us, um, we do a different way where uh, we help brands who use the machine, like they redeem products from it, they get data from it, okay. they can, um, of course they sell products from but mm. we consider it as a more of a like interactions instead mm. of just simply transacting. So this is how we stand out from the other machines because the technology, we build everything from scratch. And also like uh, we want to tailor it to make sure that a lot of higher value products and higher value brands who would use the machines for things are than just simply selling their products. Okay,
0: okay. What what is the kind of capital that I got to put in? What are the numbers?
1: Like lower side, you can actually engage with us with less than 10K Singapore dollars. Really? Yeah. But of course, there are clients who has uh, worked with us with a much higher budget, such as like 500K to even 1 million Singapore dollars. Yep. Wow,
0: yeah. Yeah. how many vending machines there? that?
1: In our Asia-Pacific network, uh, we have around like 600 to um, 700 machines. Wow, yeah. wow, yeah.
0: wow. Okay, so, yeah. for, so if let's say I come in with like 10K or 20K, how's it going to be like, like I buy a machine, you know, okay. and what is the structure, you know? Um, usually
1: um, you will buy the hardware, you buy okay. the machine, okay. and then you will uh, license our technology for three years. So what we will do is, um, we will do two things mainly. We'll help you maintain machines through our technologies. So we help you do the uh, operating system, user interface, maintenance, fulfillments, replenishments, and all that. Everything. Everything. So on the other hand, that's the most important part. Since uh, we have a network of friends who are ready to use the machines for different purposes, such as selling products, redeeming products, data collections, and all that. So um, they will use your machines. They will provide part of the revenue for your machines. So you basically cover your downside already. Mm-hmm. So for the upper side, of course, it depends on different things, such as the location, obviously, and also like the traffic of the machines. So what the beauty of this is, we already help you cover your downside by giving you something that is kind of guaranteed. And also for the upper side, there's no like 100% guarantee in the world, right? So what we will do is we will help you source the good traffic locations and also um provide our operations such that you don't have to spend a lot of time in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so... Give me a bit more like numbers specific to that, right? Okay. So how much is in a one machine that I buy? And then okay. like what is the kind of rate of return I'm looking at? How how quickly can I pick it back? And okay. you know, like like you said, it's like some guarantee stuff here and there.
1: So um if you start with us, probably let's say if you don't have a high budget, you want to start with like 10K Singapore dollars. So um uh, with us within a year, probably you can get around 80 to 90 percent of your investment backs. And since um our license is around three years. So you can consider that after the three years license period, you should be able to double or even triple your investment. So that's the key. But then of course, there are a lot of different things. Since it's hardware, there are depreciations, there are some other like since you're putting a machine out there, there could be like someone punching the machine, random shit. shit. Yeah. (laughs) So um yeah, that you have to take in the risk. So for us, like we would say a good figures or ballpark figures would be 30 to 50% per year. Mm. That's something um for, for three years um license. Yeah. And
0: I don't need to do anything at all um, when I work with you guys. I wouldn't
1: say that. Of course, you need to look at the dashboard to see how, how the machine goes. If you don't like the locations, you can change location. So it's basically for us, it's, it's more like, okay, if you want to really care about your business, it's okay, we, we, we can do that. If you don't really want to care about the business, you want to just live it with us, that's fine as well. So, okay. we are on a quite flexible basis. So, okay. that's really up to you. So,
0: I could find my own location or you of could course. find a location, yeah. and then rent is a separate thing altogether, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get
2: it. What about you? Wow. So, as you were talking about that, there's a lot of similarities with our business model. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just, that's why you're balling. on the same show, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I
0: went around to Han and say, like, hey, these guys look similar, right? Yeah, so, let's yeah, talk. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So, I mean, we, we have a franchise fee of $15,000 that basically gives you the rights to the brand and the technology. However you want to implement the gym pod is up to you. And what I mean by that is you can secure outdoor space and build a container like the one you see behind me. You could also find indoor retail. Um, So we've been inside of shopping malls. We've been inside of HDB shop houses, virtually any sort of unutilized space. We want to activate that, turn into a gym. Our license period is also three years. So
0: 15000 for three years. For three years, okay. exactly.
2: The support we also provide is really kind of like, you know, seeing if we can give you premium locations to drive traffic because location is really key for this business model as well. Mm.
0: How do you define a good location then for a gym? So, there are gyms everywhere.
2: Yeah. So yeah. nowadays the trend is really pointing towards, you know, how how can we be more convenient to people who are close to home? Um, okay. So we, we do have a very diverse portfolio. There's pods in industrial business parks. I saw
0: one at Sarangoon. Yeah, yes. one, and I was like, what the hell is this yeah. part doing downstairs? Exactly. Right? Yeah, I exactly. Saw that. Yeah, we're
2: yeah. in neighborhood parks. We just launched one in Adobe Got MRT as well. So really, you know, our MO is if it's convenient for the customer, we're going to build it there. Okay. Um our most popular locations can sometimes see utilization rates of 14 to 16 hours per day. So, yeah, again, location is really key for us. In the event that your traffic's not picking up, you know, you do have the flexibility to change location as well. Obviously, maybe not as cost-effective as a plug and play vending <laughs> machine, but you know, the core of it is that the technology, so we go where the customer wants to to be.
0: Okay, but 15,000 right. is only the franchise, franchise fee, right? Fee, what about the correct. whole build-up? What are we looking at and all that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So as far as setting up an indoor or an outdoor pod, it's going to vary on a case-by-case basis. Generally speaking, we say you should cap your total expenses at like 45k max. So we say 60k all in for the entire franchise. You know, people always say, you know, can I build it here? Can I build it there? Absolutely. It might cost you 100k at that point. It maybe doesn't make much sense for our business model, mm. and that's just because you know there's 24 hours in a day. We know what price we would charge to our consumers. So if you exceed 60k, maybe it doesn't make too much sense. So we understand like what fits within our business model, and we try to pick locations based off that.
0: Nice. So what is your rate of return then? How quickly am I going to get back my money?
2: So a lot of that will depend on traffic, right? Uh, um, the really premium locations might see returns, uh, you know, at about 12 to 14 months. Um, If it's something maybe as secondary location, you know, maybe a little bit closer along the lines of 18 months or to two years.
0: Great, great. Interesting. Okay. So for a lot of people, they're exploring these kind of passive income, you know, type of things, right? Very busy working professionals, right? Likelihood, right? They're very busy. They have like a full-time, very intense career, maybe in finance, maybe something else. And then they have all these money sitting around and they're like, oh, maybe I want to invest in a business you know, to go about doing this, right? So what are some things that, you know, for people like that, they got to think about when they're engaging with your business? Maybe some mindset shifts that they have, some skills that that they need to have to make sure they're successful. You know, as much as it is a franchise system, you know, not all franchises perform the same, right? So is it just a location thing or does an individual need to do some work and be different?
2: So from our perspective, I guess, let me address a few different points. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely have a very diverse range of franchisees uh, mm-hmm. in our pool. You know, we have people who are personal trainers. They want the gym for themselves to train their clients, <laughs> but also, okay. you know, when they're done training, obviously, Actually, yeah, it's quite that's quite cool, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's quite cool. That's a smart yeah. thing. Yes, yes. We do have people in the financial sector. We have people who are stay-at-home moms, you know, people who are all over the place. And what attracts them to our model is we let them know when you franchise with the gym pod, you don't need gym experience per se. Uh-huh. We kind of provide the know-how in that aspect with, you know, our mobile booking system, how to market to our customers. We're a very cost-friendly mm-hmm. uh, fitness franchise yeah. compared to some of the other ones in the market. Like who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean,
2: I but some of them, you know, cost several hundred thousand, uh, yeah. you know, to build. Again, like I mentioned, 60K all in for us. So
0: do you return capital faster than them because your capital size is smaller? Or
2: Yeah, I guess it depends. I mean, the business model is totally different, right? Yeah. Because ours is a fully private gym. So when you book one hour, you're getting revenue from just that customer. Yeah. Whereas some of these big box gyms, they're selling memberships. Yeah. Right. So maybe no one's even in the gym, but they're still collecting their monthly recl- revenue so it's a little bit of a different approach right we're trying to fill slots they're trying to sell memberships mm. but i would just say like we we are a franchise that's attractive to people who just want to get into business in general right mm. so it's a good starting point maybe that'll propel them to go to other types of businesses but we hope to be a good entry point yeah, for those yeah. who want fair, to get fair, into franchise
1: and what about you guys we do have partners from all walks of life yeah salaryman government doctors um bankers not so. the
0: government itself right government workers right
1: it's very
0: privileged
1: yeah um i think they're all looking for the same thing like they're all looking for alternatives yeah like okay i work my whole mm. life in it like uh, corporate letters and all that so they all want something like different maybe mm. they all started a family and think about okay how am i going to progress my career and then also like um they want to do like, something special or something like how do I generate revenue for the family as well so uh, these are the main motivations for our partners to to work with us but of course I think most of them are looking for something alternatives in their lives mm. and I wouldn't say you have to be adventurous to be an entrepreneur only a business doesn't mean you really have to throw your away your life mm. so um basically the kind of person that we are working with because here mentioned that like for a lot of franchise it's like 300k right to start with so um for a lot of people it's it's pretty, it's
0: pretty crazy, uh, yeah. Pretty it's pretty wild. crazy, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's why I want to offer an alternative that mm. helps people. Who don't have that much budget to do something similar? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just
2: one thing to add on. I don't know if you see this as well, but given the lower price point, we do get a lot of young yeah. folks yeah, who are like true. just trying, trying out. You know, sometimes here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They just yeah. they want to get out of school. Be like, hey, I want to try this. Mm. Uh, as my first business. Yeah. As opposed to some other people who feel really intimidated. Like, I don't have three hundred k to shell out and yeah. mm. launch this. You know, four thousand square foot gym. Yeah. I'm gonna start small with a gym pod. I definitely. feel like you guys probably see similar. Yeah, definitely
0: nice 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 and how do you then try to um kind of like stand out from your competition right okay as, as much as your models are different and your models are also different from other vending machines but the reality is all these different competitors around you know i, I think there's a local brand called auntie sam it's kind of similar model with the vending machine also yeah. i mean we're friends so I, it's okay name drop is fine yeah so just <laughs> so trying to understand like okay. because um on some level you know when people are picking franchises they want to pick the winners right everybody want to win right so how how are you You know, and yourself kind of like making sure your business is the winning business? Especially when I join, I can join with certainty.
1: I feel like a franchise has to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty sure. Because otherwise, the prospective franchisees, they would just rather go start their own, right? Yeah. The franchise has to give them enough resources to succeed. So that's something that we believe we stand out because since we are not just based in Singapore, we have offices from like five different countries. So we have different resources, even like fundings, we have grants. Um uh, we have like obviously location, networks, brands. So um these are the things that we can help our franchisees. And also like what we said, affordability is definitely something that we stand out. If you combining all of these two, you may be able to turn like a budget of like 10, 15k. something uh, 100k something like that so that's something that we believe we can help our prospective franchisees of course there's no guarantee (laughs) but it's just that you don't have to like for 10 15k it's pretty affordable for a lot of singaporeans Mm -hmm. so yeah this is something that they can afford to lose like Mm. 100 percent loss is okay so i believe this is something that is worth trying if you want to do something a little bit special from your normal your day job or something, yeah. right? Which yeah. is not
0: a bad thing, right? We're not, we're not anti-day yeah. <laughs> job, you know? It's just like yeah. what well, you painted a great picture, right? Or yeah. well, maybe you now have a kid, you yeah. know, you want to kind of like be a little bit more slow with the, your intense corporate yeah. job, you want to try something else and, yeah. you know, all these options that come into considerations, yeah. right? So Actually,
1: so, it is quite common, not in Singapore actually, it's in uh, Australia where we have a few clients who just want like a part-time job. So they will um, fill up the machines themselves. They get a license. so <laughs> And they do TikTok like, videos, yeah, you, you know, those uh, kind of guys, right? long man, that kind of people. All, <laughs> and also, like you know, the work hour in Australia is yeah. much shorter than the yeah. ones in, in Singapore. So they can afford to do that. So mm. whether you want to invest the time or money, that's up to you. Mm.
0: Yeah, mm. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. What about you guys? How do you stand out?
2: So for us, I would say we structured our franchise model. To make it as hands off as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So if you theoretically, if you pay the franchise fee, you did the upfront work to get the gym set up, you could basically take a step back and not really have to do much at all, and still get your returns. Customer service, marketing is provided by us. You know, if you want to step in and do your own marketing on your own social channels, you can. But fortunately, because all the bookings are through the GymPod app and the central source, um, you know, we do marketing on behalf of our franchisees. Uh, in line with that, obviously, all the booking revenue is coming through the app that we provide and we do continuous updates and enhancements to that to continue bringing customers in right Mm. so from that point of view i think yes we're you know we're franchising we're looking to go global but you know in spirit we still view ourselves as a startup so we're always trying to find these new things that can bring value to obviously our our customers but franchisees as well
0: yeah Um, yeah.
2: and so if they want to come along for that ride with us you know we we're happy to provide that support i think another thing is more on the scalability so It's not pretty easy, but then it's easier
1: to scale than the other franchise because um, let's say you run like convenience stores or fast food shops.
0: There are a lot of, yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) 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 I'm going to tell them, hey, you
0: know what he (laughs) said?
2: (laughs) Because
1: eventually you need people to run it, right? So uh, you need people to maintain the shops. Based on what I am told, the turnover rates are crazy. So from that perspective, I believe it's pretty easy to scale. If Let's let's say you go for a gym port or vending machines. You, You can just get one. Put it in a place then it works Mm. then you can grow it organically Mm. and that's that's something that we believe is the beauty of a 24 7 services yeah and an unmanned business Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 great
0: cool 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 and and to be clear Essentially, by doing so, you're controlling variables, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're reducing all the variables so that you can have a higher success rate, more consistent. Correct. But the reality is there is still variability in the results in your across your different franchises. Yeah. And it sounds like primarily it's because of location.
2: Location. right?
0: Yeah. So so can you share with us, like, what are the best locations? And are they all taken up already in Singapore?
2: <laughs> I would say there's, there's still quite a bit of room for us to grow in Singapore itself. There are specific regions that I would prefer to keep <laughs> I'm unnamed.
0: okay okay um,
2: but no you'll you'll definitely see us continue to be growing in the next um, few years here
0: so what is the best performing locations and why
2: I won't disclose that either I, okay, I guess I'll okay. say um in terms of you know crowd favorites in you know these neighborhood parks and also we we have quite a few in, in national parks as well yeah. um, eleven exactly mm. uh, we hope to continue being in, in more of these yeah. uh, locations as well because they're really convenient for people who want to uh, you know maybe walk their dog in the park and then they'll jump in the pod for 30 minutes or people who just want to run on the treadmill and avoid the heat it's just a nice setting to you know jump in the in the pod lift some weights aside from just you know taking a stroll around the park
0: okay so how do i rent from the park like the location is a is a i gotta rent from somebody right Uh, and parks oh and i gotta talk to and parks yes can you give us some color how does that work
2: um so basically there was a public tender Uh. um originally several years ago we actually had a few as kind of like a pilot just to. You i know, know i
0: saw a bishan park
2: exactly yes. that was our second one um, uh, along uh. with pungal park that was the proof of concept at you a know. point in
0: time i was like who the hell is gonna use this <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god so small right like who's gonna use this look at what's happening right yeah, right i'm exactly. proven wrong
2: yes tell us tell us so just slowly one by one uh we got up to five proof of concepts mm. and then at that point that was when they said you know we're gonna open up a tender Mm. Uh, for eleven locations, and then we bid for it, and fortunately secured it. So those eleven are company run. Uh, it's a combination of combination. company and franchisee. Okay,
0: okay. Correct. So, so essentially, if we are looking at gym park on the end parks locations, we gotta wait for a tender. Correct. That's the that's the situation, right? Correct. Okay, okay. And then for other private spaces, then it's just like up to your discussion with the landlords, for the most part. That's okay, okay, word. okay. And what about like the location under the flats? Yeah, who manages that?
2: Actually. Interestingly enough, you can find quite a few of those locations just scraping the internet. Commercial Guru, 99co. Sometimes you might find them as like uh, e-bids on HDB as Mm -hmm. well. Um, So you kind of just, you got to be aggressive, see what's available on the internet Mm -hmm. and and then bid for it. Obviously, you know, there are certain locations that would be beautiful to have a gym pod, but the rental rates just don't fit our business model.
0: Is there some color you can provide us? For that?
2: In terms of what doesn't fit our business yeah, model? Yeah. Anything above like ten PSF obviously wouldn't wouldn't fit for us.
0: Um okay, okay. So so are there certain regions in Singapore that just are just no no
2: I would say one that sticks out. Uh I guess I can share this. People really want to see us in Punggol. Customers are nonstop saying we want a gym put in Punggol. And for whatever reason, everywhere we look, the rates for commercial space in Punggol are insane. Really? Yeah, compared to anywhere else we look. Yeah, Punggol is very expensive.
0: Punggol. Okay. Shout out to you. Yeah. Comment. Comment in <laughs> the comment section, right? Punggol. <laughs>
2: Interesting. If there are any landlords in Punggol that you know maybe yeah, you want to, you know, yeah, maybe
0: we can yeah. discuss, right? Yeah. Okay, what about you guys?
1: All right. Um. The I think there are two answers actually. So for, for the boring answer, of course, expensive shopping malls. These are like retail areas. These are the areas that with most traffic and usually traffic converts to revenue. Right. So that's the boring answer. But then the reason why we put so much R&D budgets and efforts into this machine, because we believe that actually the most traffic is come, coming from online. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why we, we, we have integrated with different platforms such as like Perk. I'm not sure if you heard of it. it's like a membership program based in mm-hmm. Singapore. So work with them they can bring us traffic i feel like um, we should
0: get a lot of sponsors today but anyway yes yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you an example like um armani has done a like a campaign with us they want to target like all those office ladies but then they have placed those um, machines more on a like commercial building they let office lady to redeem all those samples like perfume and all that from the machines so the results was okay. But then after that, we've done a second one. We've done a Facebook, Google campaign saying that, okay, if you're an office lady, you haven't passed by, you sign up, then you can get a call where, where you can redeem from the machines. The results were totally different. So I guess we, we're talking a number is like 500 to 600% increase in terms of that. So um, that's wow. where, why we believe that online actually is something that helps us jump away from the normal traditional retail model we've where we rely on foot traffic yeah so um this is why we, are, we integrate with different platforms that's interesting that, um they can bring us traffic as well that's interesting so um yeah. imagine like if, if you are on the bus like going to work and you know that okay there's a uh, free stuff in the lobby of your commercial building then probably most often than not you you just go and grab it right mm-hmm. and at the same time those brands they can like, get people to try their products and ask for their information and in the end upsell them to other products as well Mm. so um yeah this is actually something that we tried and we feel like this is where we are going so that's why we have been working with different platforms and all that to ensure they can use our machines with their own apps mm-hmm. yeah. that,
0: that's very interesting that yeah. especially a big brand comes in they want to like reach out to a lot of people in a short yeah. period of time they give out samples instead of the traditional way of giving yeah. out one by one mm. they work with you on a big campaign online yeah. and then redeem at the locations that, that you have
1: i'm sure a should, should should feel the same because doing online market is super expensive right yes
0: and for a long time i didn't realize that until yeah. one of my friends started opening like this random like convenience store yeah it's like oh my god so easy Yes, <laughs> it's
1: like, it just open
0: it's there people just walk in that's why I don't Facebook need to strategize rich, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I don't need to strategize anything is it there yeah,
1: yeah. And, and also like if you let's say you've given away a Coke like it worth maybe one Singapore dollar yeah but then in exchange you can get a lead contact from it it's pretty worth it right mm-hmm. so um, that's also one of the reasons why a lot of app company and also like platforms who want to work with us because they can do lead generation through our machines yeah so um, in turn if these brands they are going to pay us for Lead generation campaigns, franchises could benefit from it because the machines generate revenue mm. and a lot of this revenue will go back to the franchises.
0: Mm. Yeah, fair, fair. So, where are the hot spots then for vending machines? Because I know maybe about five years ago, yeah, people put vending machines at the back of the building. No malls, no buildings want to put it at like prime locations, right? Okay. But is it changing now? I we... think it's
1: changed after COVID, actually. Mm. So, especially retail environment where people are more willing to do online and all that. So if you are going to put a vending machine out there, it can't be an ordinary, normal vending machine if you really want to stand out. So it has to be something, let's say, viral products, super famous brands and all that. But if you just think, okay, I just can uh, put a vending machine out there, I put a brand out there, expect it works to compete with the other retailers out there. So that's why uh, we put a lot of R&D efforts in, in this because... We believe that uh, drawing traffic to the machine doesn't actually solely depends on the foot traffic of the location.
0: Mm. Okay, okay, fair. And then is there like some sort of a rental? Like, like he was saying, like ten PSF and above just does not make sense for their business anymore. What about for you
1: guys? I think ten PSF for machine is still okay, but then it's just it's just that it depends on the goal of the brands. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you have a pre-famous brand, even maybe hundred PSF could work for them. Oh my because god. Because they're renting. Yeah, That's because serious. they're renting like, let's say, Iron orchards, they're renting some cities and all these prime locations, right? These are locations, they want their presence. But then um, for a lot of other brands, of course, like 10 PS, I think it's, it's pretty normal, I, I would say, rates for vending machines. Yeah. yeah. How many square feet does a vending machine need? Then? Um, Depends on model. I would say around 8 to 10
2: square feet. Do you typically always do pure rental or do you do revenue share with the landlord um, sometimes? We do both. 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 Yeah.
0: Can you share a little bit more what what does that mean like peer rental and revenue share
2: Oh I would say most of our gym pods are just based on standard lease so we'll just pay a flat rate monthly small fee rental. to the landlord okay. okay a small handful will ask for a little bit of revenue share on top of that as well but we we try to keep it standard lease
0: Okay, okay. And, and you're saying both, right? So give yeah. some color. Like, how does it work okay. for you
2: guys? I talk about fixed rent, right? Yeah. So, for revenue
1: sharing, it's usually around like 10 to 15 revenue on top line. But then, usually, it's both or like whichever higher. So, um, hmm. it, the, the, the rent uh. structure is actually Depends on the location. So I can't say without looking at the locations. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair.
2: Just curious. Do you find that the landlords are trying to dictate what goes into the machine? Because obviously if it's a higher, more premium product, they're going to get more. Of course, they want to have a say in the machines. But then since they don't have the data that we have. Uh, So we
1: usually just give them the best calculated product mix. That's something that from our experience. Because they haven't done any vending machines, right? Or maybe they have placed before. The reason they reach out to us because they want a more modern vending machine. So that's why uh, we usually place our own product mix first and we change it along the way if needed. Okay.
0: So essentially, as a franchisee for you, I'm just really offloading your capital upfront for the machine, right? Yeah. And then, and then you would just give me a cut on all the different businesses that, that is kind of going through the machine, right? Whether it through a sale, or whether is it a freebie because there's always a lead yeah. gen fraction and then I'll just get a cut from there. Is that the idea?
1: I think um, the beauty of this is if, let's say, a brand who wants to use your machines to do, let's say, a redemption campaign. A redemption campaign, usually the brands, they will pay a fixed price or fixed campaign fee for it, right? So uh, you as a franchisee, okay. apart from generating themselves the products and everything, they can also get a fixed I would say more of a, like a advertising um, okay. fee from the uh, but that one's not well.
0: always consistent,
1: right? Yeah. In, in that yeah. sense,
0: it's like let's say Sephora wants to release yeah. like a new series, and then somehow I own all the vending machines mm. in like Plaza Sing and, yeah. and like SMU, and then they will pay me, and they come to you, and they say, yeah. okay, I'll pay you. These ten machines to wrap the machines, and then that's like a one-off kind of thing, right? But it's not. Or do you kind of factor in as like, okay, this is part of the ongoing business cycle that you are expecting that?
1: I think usually, from a campaign when brands are willing to pay that price, you will need a network, you have technology that match their goal. Uh, so, um, let's say, uh, let's just give you an alternative. You yeah. want to do a vending machine business? I start out without everything, right? Um, I just imported one from a Japanese company. Then, you know, all those Japanese vending machines out there and then I find my stuff. That's how I started out. Yeah. But then I felt like it doesn't work because A, you'll need a network in order to get a better price. B, you'll need a network to prove to and landlords that you are actually running a good vending machine because if they decide to use you, or they decide to place your machine it actually means they trust you in some because it affects their brand right mm. so um this is something that i learned in a hard way yeah. where you need a network and also a technology to match them because as we are talking more of a, like a higher value products and high value brands usually it's unlike like all those solder beverage where you attract impulse buying mm. but then for these higher value products you will need to educate the customer before you buy anything so I can give you a case where we work with Chow Tai Folk, which is like a jewelry the brand. The jewelry
0: brand very big in Hong Kong. So yeah. um,
1: they sell like around 800 to 1000 Singapore dollars uh, unit price but then they will need to educate a customer by like putting out like videos um and Wait, also Wait, so
0: uh, Chow Tai Folk sell jewelry through your vending yes. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: I didn't I I didn't expect it to I would never expect yeah, 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 work, but yeah. then it worked because it looks so um, old school, yeah, like, I but can't they have f- that, yeah. Yeah. I can't have the figures um because it's confidential, yeah. but then it's just that I didn't really like understand the buying behavior, but then usually the case is like there are couples passed by the vending machine.
2: <laughs> oh god. And
1: you might you might know the rest <laughs> of the story, right? Yeah. The lady <laughs> She saw the product and say, okay, this seems kills. <laughs> yeah, it looks good on me. So in a traditional retail setting, you need to go in a jewelry shop yeah. and, you know, all this table and all that in order to attract the eyeball right mm. but with a vending machine the lady could i would say convince <laughs> the guy i think we're all vibing here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to buy. so it's just like impulse buying you know yeah, yeah. but the impulse buying is not like one or two singapore dollars yeah, it's yeah, like five eight hundred to one yeah, thousand, thousand singapore. It's crazy. yeah yeah, 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 so yeah i didn't expect it to work but then once we've done a uh, first campaign then we know it works. Mm. Then we are targeting more, more like a more expensive product range because to be honest, if you use our technology on a like $1, $2 beverage food and beverage uh, machine, it's kind of like a waste of time because these brands, they prefer people to buy and get out, mm. right? Mm. They don't want really want to need to educate the customers. But then for price point at like a few hundred dollars, these are the price range that you will need to educate the customers or even like, let's say, put a like, sales representative next to the machine to help convincing the customers. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah, these are the experiences that we have. That's why we put a lot of R&D budget yeah, in it. It's very
0: interesting. There's a lot of permutation in your business. Yeah. Mm. Right, so I just want to get like a bit more clarity on that. When Chao Tai Fook worked with you, specific to that experience, right? Yeah. Did they Are they the one that bought the machines with you guys and then they just kind of run it or they're also kind of working with you on a campaign?
1: They use our uh, machine owner's machine. Ah, so, okay, um, okay. Um, usually for these brands they don't mm. want to own the machine because yeah. it's an asset it's right? just a, yeah it, yeah it's hard to come off that book yeah so um you need to calculate depreciation and all that yeah. so it's easier for them to just basically rent the machine uh. or just make it like an advertising budget it's yeah. A billboard yeah basically. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. yeah that
0: is so cool but okay so i think for a lot of singaporeans you know uh, like you said right like for a lot of your customers they or your franchisees they're generally younger you know little bit of a budget, you know, but not big budgets, you Mm. know, but what is your take on if let's say someone comes to you and say, I'm Singaporean, I have some money, you know, but I don't want to invest in Singapore. I want to bring you like to somewhere else, you know, or I want to work with your master franchise in another country, you know, like what is the take up rate on that? Like how, how, how does it work for you guys? Is it okay?
2: Uh, is it okay? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I would say for the gym pod, we're still very early in that journey. It started off here in Singapore. We just entered the US market last year. Mm. So franchise laws are a little bit more strict in the US than in Singapore. So that that took a little while to ramp up, but we are very actively looking for franchisees in the US. That being said, also, we're prioritizing, you know, a few markets in Southeast Asia and Australia, I would say is, is a big market for us as mm. well. The UK to throw it out there uh, too. We are really open to kind of explore. Explore globally. As long as we find the right partner, we think they're a good fit and someone who can represent our brand well. You know, we're, we're happy to have that conversation.
0: Great, great. Like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what about you?
2: Guys? Okay. Um, we actually offer
1: people to start their franchise in Singapore as well as in Hong Kong. So there's a two major network. Two major, market. but then okay. um in in Australia, like in the US, the franchise law are straight. Mm. So we usually take a role of like more of a software provider. So we provide software. We provide the machine then you can do the operations and all that. So these are the ways that we work in different countries to adapt their regulation, adapt their culture. Yeah. So um, since Hong Kong and Singapore are actually two of the biggest offices that we have, so um, we over, usually offer these two as the opportunities. Okay. But then, of course, if let's say you have a client in Dubai who would like to license our software in Dubai, definitely we are interested in talking to you. It's still early stage, but then... We primarily offer our opportunities in Hong Kong and Singapore. Okay. So if yeah.
0: let's say I have hundred thousand, I can buy five machines in Hong Kong, five machines in Singapore. Through Definitely. You guys. Okay. Yep. Okay. Fair. Fair. Nice. I think, I think we've gone long enough. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing. You know, but for people that want to get to know you, how do they contact you? You know, what a specific, you know, maybe you can give a shout out. Who do I want to connect with? You know, and how do they connect with you?
2: So if you're interested in franchising, um, you can go straight to our website. It's very simple, www.thegympod.com. You'll find a franchising tab uh, at the top banner. Uh, Very simple form. Uh, Just fill out your contact details um, and one of our team members will reach out for a discovery call. And that's for Singapore and globally as well. If you want to reach out to me, uh, you can email me at peter at thegympod.com. Happy to chat for you know, partnerships or, you know, just networking in general in the franchise space. All right. So if you like easy
1: passive income opportunity, definitely you can reach out to us by um, cloudretail.io, cloudretail.io. Yeah, you can reach out to my team. Or if you prefer to talk to me personally, you can actually request for it. I'm always in Singapore but then since we have different offices so yeah I, I still need to attend and different meetings and all that, but then yeah, I primarily based in Singapore. Yep. Great, great.
0: Yep. Thank you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Reggie. Lovely. Yep. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Yeah.